What's up? It's your girl, Iberia, and welcome to another episode of Believers After Dark on Saved in the City TV. Welcome. Oh, my God. Y'all, it's already Thursday. It's already 10 p.m. Why are we up? Oh, right. <laughs> because we have an amazing topic to talk about that will probably prove controversial for, for some. And, and unfortunately, a lot of times it's just because people are uncomfortable talking about topics that that are real, that that touch home. And so today's topic of discussion is perps in the church. <laughs> I remember when I was talking to Jolanda and you was like, perps in the church, perps in it. But no, that I don't even know why that came up at all. <laughs> but what I love about this particular podcast is that I don't have to do it alone. And so I'm so excited to have Jolanda back with us again, talk consulting, kind of our resident consultant <laughs> here at Believers After Dark. And today we're joined by a good friend of mine that we go way back to Howard University, Dr. Joel Pearson. How y'all feeling on tonight? Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. You good, Joe? Yeah, I'm you great. I'm great. Yeah. I'm so looking glad. forward to this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So glad. So glad that uh, that you guys can be a part. So just in case, I've actually had a couple people when I was talking about perps in the church that they were, what's a perp? You know, what does that mean? And then why are you putting it in the same sentence as the church? Well, for various reasons. So perp is short for perpetrator. And unfortunately, it's it's real. And there are a lot of people who experience abuse or they're taken advantage of, uh, not just in the church, but, you know, in, in various communities and vulnerable populations. And so, you know, hopefully by the end of the show, you'll be able to identify signs of, of being taken advantage of or even figure out how you can begin your process of healing. And so the synopsis of today's show is, you know, the church in itself is thought to be a place of safety and refuge, a place where the broken and vulnerable, kind of like I said earlier, can come and be healed and taught the straight and narrow path. But for some, it has been a place of, for innocence, lost, broken trust and abuse. And I, I mean, even just reading that, I, I can feel that. Uh, the Believers After Dark cast, that's us. <laughs> We'll discuss perpetrators in the church, victims of religious abuse, wow, and how to identify the signs of an unhealthy spiritual leader. Wow, that's that's heavy. Y'all ready? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's very heavy. But before we jump directly into the topic at hand, Joel, let's start with you. For those people who are just joining and don't know exactly who you are, why don't you tell them kind of what you do in the community, how you're connected? Sure. So Brandy said uh, earlier that uh, we go way back all the way to... 1998. Dang. For real? <laughs> yeah. Dang, uh, we've been on college University. that long. Yeah. So that yeah. would be freshman year. Yep. Yikes. Absolutely. So we go back. Um, we have a, a great relationship and so much has transpired. City on a hill. And <laughs> oh, stop <laughs> it. Wow. All this other stuff that we have done. Yeah. But my name is Joel Peterson. I am the executive director of Playworks Wisconsin. And I'm also a teaching pastor at Praise Temple. Uh, international church. But the thing that I'm probably the most excited about is I am a husband Yay. and I am a father of hey, four. Raven. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and a father of four. Yes. <laughs> he was like, oh, oh, I gotta say, I, was like, I thought you was like, and I say my son's names. Okay, Josiah John. I know your children too. Yeah. <laughs> and Jolanda. I always want to say Dr. Jolanda. Well, on. speak oh, that, it, speak it that, into that, existence. That right. It's coming. Yes. <laughs> if you've been keeping up with yeah, Believers, Believers After Dark, you guys know I'm Jolanda Rogers. 
founder and owner of Talk Consulting, and I have the amazing privilege Mm -hmm. to sit with Save in the City as their resident counselor Mm -hmm. and just kind of share some insight on what's really going on. Yeah, I think our our last episode, we had like a full counseling session and um, forgivable. Yeah, it was it was very good. And again, I mean, really just, you know, as a reminder, these are just our opinions and our thoughts. And there's no way that we can get really to the core of anything in 30 minutes. Especially a lot of the topics that, that that we're talking about. And so before we jump into perps in the church, you got your stone. Right? Wait, 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 got my stone. You got your stone. We we all know every time we come on Believers After Dark, we have to remind ourselves that, you know, he without sin cast the first stone. And we all have sinned and come short of the glory. And I say that just because some of the topics and issues that we talk about, we're we're gonna have different opinions and different thoughts and when you walk away, you know, we sometimes you have to come to a place where we just agree to disagree. And we want to take the judge the judgment glasses off and just deal with real conversation with real people and see if we can we can get to the solution, at least for today. <laughs> so wow, purpose in the church. How does that I mean, just the title in itself, who how how you feel? Like it's a lot, even just from the synopsis that I read about abuse and and all of that. Yeah, I think something that's very real, something that yeah. we have sw- swept under the rug for years, something years. that has been happening <laughs> forever. forever. <laughs> um, but not only in the church, just in our community, period. Right, right. We, we, Ooh, we, we, we mm-hmm. all know the uncle that's at the cookout that you're asking, hey, where's Uncle wow. Joe at? We all have these things that we've just kind of overlooked because it's been in our culture to overlook them. Yeah, yeah. But especially in the church. What happen- yeah, and I was going to say what happens in the family stays in the family. That's been kind of a, a perpetuated concept. Yeah. Absolutely. But in the church especially, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we have a big issue with not naming things what they are, right? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. you'll have a pastor who has an affair, with a with a, a person in the congregation, mm-hmm. it's not an affair. What? That's abuse. Wow. And so, as a, as a licensed counselor, I have to take an oath. I have to take an oath not to to sleep with any of my clients. Right. Interesting. I have to, as a, a doctor, has to take an oath not to sleep with any of their clients. In all of these fields, there are oaths that are taken that you cannot abuse this power. And so uh, the, the, uh-huh. the person, we like to say, oh, he just had an affair. Oh, he, he messed up a little bit. And all those things are true, mm-hmm. but we got to call it what it is. And yeah. what it is, yeah. is it's abuse. Wow. It's spiritual abuse. Wow. Wow. I mean, that, that's, that's mind-blowing. And I think what's, what's so, I think, even more mind-blowing is that, like you said, I mean, this has been going on not just for you. It seems like forever, you know? And so, but we... When do we stop sleeping it under the rug when it happens to your child? But I guess, honestly, if I can be super transparent, I remember, you know, being a member of, of a church just, you know, just uh, over the course of my life. And and there were things that we knew was going on with a particular pastor and no one said anything about it. When do we start holding people sacred and not the the word of God or or God in itself or the the heart of the abused, you know why is why isn't that the thing that we're more concerned about? You know where where's your you know where's the 
I was going to say, where's the love? <laughs> where's the love? Yes, yes. So talk consulting because a sister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, you know, it, I'm just listening. It's and, a lot. I know it's a lot. Uh, what Dr. Peterson said is so impactful. Mm-hmm. My husband and I, like we have a, a lot of friendships and those that are really close to us, like we'll say bruh and sis. So we call mm-hmm. each other brother and sister. And we do that because the understanding is that you don't sleep with your brothers. You don't sleep with your sisters. Yeah. Same thing in a church, you know, when there is that setup of you're my spiritual father or you're my spiritual mother. Mm-hmm. Fathers don't sleep with daughters. Mothers don't sleep with sons. Right, right. When you think and of when you can think of it that think way. Of yeah. it in that concept. Yeah. And so that goes right along with what you're saying, that it's abuse and that you're a perpetrator. And I think part of the reason we sweep it under the rug, because dealing with the reality of what's happening is painful. And culturally, we don't like to address pain. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. no, absolutely not. We are taught as a culture to get by mm-hmm. things. We're not taught to deal with it. Yeah. We're, we're taught to move past it. I would have loved to hear the podcast on forgiveness because oh, man, that's good. what we're talking about, right? That's good. We're, people are taught to get past an issue mm-hmm. um, and not deal with the fullness of the issue. And when you look at everything that, that Jesus did in the Bible— not only did he forgive people, but he also restored mm, people, absolutely. right? And so we don't deal with the with the restoration. Yeah. The other thing, if I may say, yes, please. is that I think too much emphasis is put on a particular individual, mm-hmm. right? What do you mean? Like the leader? The leader, okay. right? Uh-huh. Too much emphasis is put on the leader as saying that person is a bad person, right? Mm-hmm. But as we've seen throughout history— Pastor after pastor after pastor after pastor has mm-hmm. done this. Mm-hmm. So when it becomes pastor after pastor after pastor, it's a systematic problem. Mm-hmm. It's not an individual who made bad choices. You mean pastor after pastor that is abusing sure. or yeah, yeah, yeah. And not all pastors, but in this oh, particular no, absolutely not. Yes. Absolutely okay. not. But mm-hmm. in this particular thing, it's a systematic thing. Yeah. So no, when, you, when you when you do your history of uh the black church, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm talking about the black church right yeah. now, right? Yeah. This happens in other churches, mm-hmm. of course, as we know, the Catholics and everything else. Honey. But I'm talking about right now, the black yeah. church. Yeah. When you go back to the 30s and 40s, we couldn't read, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We couldn't read. And so even with my mother, my mother yeah. was born in Alabama. The preacher only came around once a month mm-hmm. Oh, okay. because he had to go to the other churches in the month. That's how we got the having communion once a month. Ah, teach us on today, because. Sir. The preacher would have to go mm-hmm. because he was the only learned individual gotcha. no, in yeah. the community. No, that's clear. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. he couldn't go and say, hey, everybody, turn to John 3.16. Yeah. Right. And not everybody's going to be able to open it up yeah. and read, right? right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we have a culture where we put all of our trust in a person. Yes, that is. Wow. So that's been bred throughout generations that, you know, whatever pastors say, go, I, I can't go back and check it. Mm-hmm. I can't go back and read what is, what mm-hmm. is he talking about? So we have this, this, this thing that's been passed on and passed on. And unfortunately, we're still there. No, I agree. Unfortunately, we're still there and we're still in this systematic thing where we exalt this pastor as whatever he says mm-hmm. goes. And when you idolize a person, he becomes a, a rock star. He becomes a, mm. he becomes that, that individual that everyone is like, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. The other piece that I think you said in your introduction is when we have churches and and people trying to get it right, Mm -hmm. and and we have a lot 
I do not <laughs> want to get up here and say all churches are evil. Oh, of course all not. churches right. are, no, you know, not whatever. Definitely not about that. Everyone mm-hmm. is, I'm not trying to say that at all, but what I am saying is we have a un- healthy relationship with the church. We do. And, and the, we've these, had it for a And we've a had it time. for a very long time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, if we, <laughs> it has to go back to us. So the, we, we got perps in the church, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But we also got perps in the pews. This is true. Wow. Right? So, wow. so you got perps in the pulpit, perps in the pews. Mm-hmm. All right. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I thought you, you put it into the song, yeah. you know, like we did the other I'm one. Sorry, but I didn't yeah. want to go back because okay. we, we I, won't. I just imagine MC Hammer so in a speedo, and it was just not appropriate. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you when you have that relationship going on, and you have this idolization of a specific person, and you don't have these things in order, mm-hmm. then you you set yourself up for this type of relationship. Wow. You set yourself up systematically. For someone to be taking advantage of because you now idolize a person instead of Christ. No, you're spot on. And you know what I think is really interesting too is that so you know, you you mentioned something a little bit earlier in your in your when you're making your point. Um, you were saying pastor after pastor after after pastor. And I think the reason why these well, not calling the pastors the perps, but yeah, yeah. you know, certain perps are now caught, you know, is because they they are not reported in the same way you report other abuse. And so I was reading this and I thought it was really interesting to me. And it just said diagnosing the scope of the problem isn't easy because there's no hard data. Right. And I think that's where the issue is. So the most commonly referenced study shows how difficult it is to find accurate statistics. So all the way back in 2007, the three largest insurers of churches and Christian nonprofits said that they received about 260 claims of sexual abuse against a minor each year. You know, and that was 260 claims that were actually like, who's really doing the paperwork? And I, I guarantee, I hate to say I guarantee, but I'm, I'm pretty sure this is probably not a black church where these were, you know, reported. Yeah, so how you feeling? You know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm digesting and I'm taking it all in because something powerful that he mentioned yeah, yeah. is that perps are in the pulpit and then perps are also in the pews. Come on in here. And see, if we don't want to address what's in the pulpit, there's no way right. we will address what's in the pews. Yeah. Because in order for us to address that, then there means that there has to be transformation mm-hmm. all the way up From the line. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it just how you talk about that it's not really an issue of, you know, condemnation, but it's an issue of healing and how our history has taught us to place our leaders in positions. And then also not only yeah. that, those positions are held so highly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I can't make it in corporate America, I can make it in a church, right. you know? That, no, and so it, be, it becomes life. And then to a point where people become untouchable, right. you know? Yeah. And they're like, they're not. Right. So I invest, right? And I'm not ever going to invest in a company that doesn't have a strong board, I'm never going to invest in a company that doesn't have strong stop gaps because I don't want my money to go down the tube because of a bad decision, right? Now, church is not an investment, but it is. It's a mm-hmm. place where you put your money for a spiritual investment, true, okay? True, true. When you look at the church's board, is it made up of his friends? When you look at the church's infrastructure, is it made up of his people? And if that's the case, this is why it's able to perpetuate because oh, when something, no checks and balances. There's no checks and balances. I'm not, I'm not investing my money in a company that doesn't have checks and balances. I'm not doing it. And I hate to 
make the correlation between that and the church. But we do give our money to church. We do. Right? And so it is. I think it's very important that we look for the signs of a healthy leader. Right? And the main sign of a healthy leader is if that leader was to leave, could that church survive? Absolutely. That part right, right? there. Yeah. And so if the church would close, if he left or thousands of members would leave, if that person, he or she left, that's not a healthy, that's not a healthy church. Yeah. When you look at Apple, when you look at all of these other companies, mm-hmm. when their CEO yeah. is die or whatever. They keep going. They, Ain't nobody walking nah. away. Nope. No. Because there's checks and balances and systems in place mm. to keep going because what matters is what everybody's dealing with, right? Absolutely. And so as the church, we're supposed to be uplifting the name of Christ, not uplifting a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the first thing that I think a person should look for when they're looking for a church is is too much dependent on that pastor. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if and their family. And their family. Mm-hmm. Because if something is brought up. Like, oh, that that pastor, you know, whatever the case is, right? First of all, your board made up of your homies. (laughs) They're not about to do do anything. right? Yes, man. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is when the issues are brought up, if too much of the church is dependent upon that person, if they let you go, the church closes. Absolutely. True. Absolutely. Can I tell you something that blew my mind? Yeah. Though? Can you so, tell them when we come back from this break? I sure can. Okay. <laughs> I sure can. I was really thinking about it. So don't do not lose that thought. And then I do want to touch on groupies in the church. <laughs> because are the groupies in the church equivalent to the purpose in the pews? Or what? no, I'm not sure. Anyhow, wow. How are you guys feeling? I like to ask the video audience, are y'all okay? Are you thinking about this? Have you had a situation where you were, is it perpetrated or you were uh, abused where you were violated? Violated. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. And, you know, we, we kind of laugh and joke here and there, you know, on the show. But these issues and these matters are real. And so we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. And Jolanda has a, a question. And we are back with Believers After Dark. And I'm so excited, again, to be sitting here with uh, Dr. Joel Peterson and Jolanda Rogers. We're talking about a not-so-comfortable topic. We're calling it Purpose in the Church. And although it's kind of a funny, kind of trendy name, there's really nothing funny about the topic of abuse or the topic of, uh, you know, being taken advantage of or, or what have you. And so, you know, we've been talking about, you know, from spiritual leaders to even people in your community. And before we go, we definitely want to make sure we're able to help you identify when you might be taken advantage of, you know, or you might be a part of a vulnerable population and you need to be aware of, uh, of your surroundings. So, Jelena, before we went to break, you had, so you were about to ask Dr. Peterson something. And yeah, it was like I a share ask. It was yes. like a, like a share and ask. Okay. Like okay. A, <laughs> ask, share. Uh, okay, share, so, share, yeah. ask. I don't know. Every time I say that, I feel like I'm about to, yeah, so I don't want to say I'm that. A more. <laughs> All right. So last month, right? Yes. Last month was April yes. and it was sexual assault awareness. Uh and Child Abuse Prevention Month, right? So Talk Consulting released a series of books, a trilogy on childhood sexual abuse. It was one addressed to perpetrators, one addressed to the responders, one addressed to the survivors, and then a children's book. Mm -hmm. What bothered me, and I'm just interested to hear your feedback on it, is that the books were more well-received in the community than they were in the church. Mm-hmm. And I actually had someone tell me, I'm not trying to create problems that we don't have. Mm. 
And that, yeah, it happened. Wait, it happened. Tribal it moms happened. don't have where? In the church? Yeah. That thought alone said to me, you already have a problem that you're just not willing to identify. So I'm, I'm wondering, like your thoughts toward that, and then also the concept of healthy leadership. If your leader is afraid to address mm. the truth and the realities about sin and brokenness, because that's really what it is, yeah. Yeah, you that's know, mm-hmm. that, that's a deep, deep issue. So what say ye? <laughs> say ye? I have to be biblical. Yeah, you went all, you went King James on that one. <laughs> the message version. Right. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> so it is so touchy, and there's so much church bashing that goes on. Yeah, already you have to be careful that uh, people are tired of it. That are inside the church, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Especially people who aren't doing the things that people are being accused of. Yeah. So when when people talk about the church, they they paint it with a broad brush, right? And they say these things are happening in the church. These things are happening in some churches, right? Mm-hmm. They're not happening in all churches. And so I think that's one of the reasons why mm-hmm. you're getting the pushback because people are just like they're they're exhausted. Second thing is back to what we originally talked about. We've been taught to sweep this under the rug for decades, ever, ever. decades, you know, and. We, we don't even address it. Or if we do address it, we don't address it. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's acknowledged and this shouldn't happen. Right. But just like we don't address so many diff- other topics and issues that are really at the core of why families are broken and why people are stepping out of their marriages and why this, you know. It's a it's cliche. It's cliche, but it's real. Yeah. Hurt people hurt people, right? right? And so when you have someone. We have broken who, people in leadership. In leadership, is, 100%, right? Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is that's the way God designed it. Right? Oh. God wanted broken leaders, right? Wow. So, however, if we are not addressing the trauma that is involved with that, mm-hmm. then we have issues, right? Mm-hmm. So, personal story, mm-hmm. I was violated in the church. What? I don't know this. Yeah. So, and we're talking years, years when I was a kid, wow. right? Wow. Not by another man. Yeah. A woman. Oh, and I. <laughs> okay. No, I've heard that a few times. So, and when you know, I go to the gym. That's interesting. When wow. I go to the gym, and when I go to, and I have different conversations with men, and it's enclosed. That same story goes over. Is it and celebrated? Over. You know, in a, in in a way. Go ahead. So that was my point. I didn't even know it was abuse. Mm-hmm. I thought I was cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I thought I was cool until, honestly, until. I had, I had my son at, at 20, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't until then. <laughs> it wasn't until then where I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. This ain't this ain't right. I had it because just a quick listen, because you said it's just like blah, blowing yeah. my mind. Because I know of a of a young man that was a and, and, and he doesn't even see it as abuse, but it was abuse. He was maybe 18 or 17 or 18 and was sleeping with the first lady and the daughter. And a couple on a couple occasions at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Okay. So it was a real Wait, thing. I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Simultaneously. Yes. Okay. Uh, menage a trois. As you were. Uh, <laughs> and so, but and then the first lady is getting back up, taking her role on the stage. The women are praising her, uh, you know, for her her beautiful hat and who she, you know, and we go through through the motions of this parade, you know, and so it's like again for the boys. Uh, a lot of the boys that I know that have been abused in the church, it's kind of almost a stamp of, dang, you doing that? And for the women, it's, 
you know, you're just... What did you do to make that happen? What did you do to make that happen? What did you do to cause that, you know? And so... Oh, Jezebel. And then you get these labels. I throw this in there, right? Yeah. And then we start all of this movement around damage control Mm -hmm. against the person that has been violated Mm -hmm. to make sure that we don't lose the ministry or lose what we've built. And then we never go back to address the issue. And I All in the name of Jesus. All all in the... To keep showing... Yeah, we're going to keep the church here. I ain't going to say it's the name of Jesus. No, it's not. But I'm saying that's what they would say. But I I need to say this for you Mm -hmm. as um, a survivor. Sure. To a survivor. Sure. And that reality of finally understanding and when it's unlocked, that, wait a minute, I was abused. Right. You know? Because one, yeah, blew my mind we don't have a comment. lot of conversations explaining what abuse is. Absolutely. So then counselor to counselor, I'll share if there's a five yeah. years or more age difference between children, that is sexual abuse. Even if the age difference is not there, if there's an emotional or psychological maturity Maturity between the children in the church mm-hmm. that is sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, male, female, male on male, female on mm-hmm. female, mm-hmm. that is abuse. Yes, little boys can be molested. They can be abused. And some ways we see that behavior played out when they grow up is that they try to absolve themselves of what has happened yeah. to them, either through promiscuity right. or through same-sex attraction yeah. Yeah. or through yeah. just a host of other things. Things, that's Ugh. nothing but brokenness. So I mentioned the book that was written to perpetrators, right? Mm-hmm. Not from a sense of condemnation at all. And we talk about perps in the church, just a willingness to address the issue. Mm-hmm. So there's a chapter that talks about what is the need under the need. Right. Mm, what is the need? What is the need under, under the, the need? need? So what's really happening inside of the perpetrator and being able to address that? Right. And then there's an analogy of how we put food in a microwave. And we know it's not going to taste this good. Oh, true. But just that notion toward that instant gratification yeah. and the chemicals that begin to change in the brain as we're waiting on that food to get done. Yes. That's the same thing that happens with a perpetrator. And for many of them, they cannot take a step back until they hear that ding mm-hmm. and that microwave goes off and that behavior has already been completed. Sure. And as a body, as leadership, if we don't address the issue and say, hey, tell me what's really going on. I know what you're acting out. Wow. But what is that need for control? Right. Where was your control stolen? Right. Oh, my God. And, y'all. Yeah. And, we, and oh. again, going back to the board. That board, though. <laughs> what have y'all been looking at? Mm. Right? Yeah. Because there are things of an unhealthy leader. Right? That's been studied. We, we know what a healthy leader is. Right? And so when you don't see that, what are you doing to, to make sure that health gets put back into the leaders, right? I think mm. the problem is they don't know what health looks like. Sure. That's good. You know, you know the, the, this Iberia. is the standard. You know, and when there's no other standard to compare it to, it, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. Can I make an mm. dis- distinction Absolutely. too? Yeah. I don't want to say that when a pastor has an affair, that's spiritual abuse. When a pastor has an affair with a congregation, mm-hmm. member in his congregation, mm-hmm. that's spiritual abuse. Yeah. That's different. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're saying if they have a, an affair with someone outside yeah. of the congregation. If it's the that's secretary at work, that's, that's an, an affair. affair. That's yeah. an affair. Oh. But if it's the Sunday school secretary, right. that's spiritual. <laughs> right. Yeah. Both secretaries. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, my God. Y'all, this is a 30. How, how in the world did we think we were going to do this? 
in 30 minutes. Man, we might need a part so two for this more. one. Like, seriously, if you guys are open, I would love to um, do a part two. And and in yeah. part two, yes. can we address mental health? Please. Can we yes. address mental health in the Absolutely. church? And how it is how trauma is not dealt with. Yeah. And we have all these broken people yeah. in the church body, right? And you have broken leaders, broken people. Yeah. It's a problem, right? Yeah. So we have to deal with the trauma and we have to deal with the the R. Kelly's and we have to deal with all this stuff, right? Like, oh, that's a whole yeah, it's that's a, it's a whole, a whole other, other thing. It's a whole other thing. Ooh. And my thought is <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so give us some final thoughts as we're wrapping up. We're definitely doing a part two. I know that's a lot to unpack. Cause the other thing I wanna also touch on too, once we get to part two, look, as we as we're moving into part two, obviously. No, not right now. But though, just I think, especially for children, if there's any young people that are watching, and just knowing that you know, a conscious choice is different than your body's reaction, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, but in in that way, and so sometimes just because your body is reacting to a touch or a feeling, it doesn't mean that that and you like it. It doesn't necessarily mean that you really do like it or you really want it, and it can it can you know create this confusion and. Oh my God, that's a whole other topic. But Joel, final thoughts. Yeah, final, um, final yeah. thoughts is that we need to be able to address a healthy church. Yes. We need to be able to yeah. see a healthy church. Yes. And so yes. the first thing that you have to recognize is when you're walking into a church or you've been in a church for a long time, you have to ask yourself the question, is if, if this pastor leaves, will the church crumble? Yeah. If the answer is yes, then too much is dependent upon one person and that's too much can go to wrong. Yeah. Too much can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And we have to address trauma. We have to address mental health. Yes. This is an issue that's been swept under the rug forever. So you now you have adults who have children who have who are experiencing trauma, but they don't know how to deal with it because they ain't dealt with theirs. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. You know, oh so my God. that is that is what I would love for us as a church body mm-hmm. to to address. Absolutely. I think we we definitely can begin there, Jolanda. Yeah. Yeah, as we're closing. He, healing in the body yeah. for sure is mm-hmm. needed. Mm-hmm. And in part 2, I think it's only fair to address the legalities of it. Mm-hmm. And mm. the law is for the lawless. Yeah. So yeah. let's stop having family meetings and church meetings and saying, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, some chicken on the side. Chris didn't really mean it. No, let's put Chris in jail. Right. Let's <laughs> let's right. call the authorities. A real accountability. Yeah. Law is for the law right. list. And as wow. a mandated reporter, if I hear and or suspect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so just really addressing that. And the last thing is to the whole thing's been swept under the rug. Yeah. There's so much under the rug now that we're tripping. <laughs> Literally, that's good. Mm-hmm. We can't even walk straight, right. you know. So we we got to deal with it. We got to bring healing, mm-hmm. and we got to have these real conversations. Yeah, no, I'm so here for it. So y'all will definitely be back with the part two on um, purpose in the church, <laughs> purpose in the pews. You know, I I, I definitely want to hit on those groupies in the pews too. What that looks like, you know, is that just residue from people that have been abused? You know, what is that? You know. What is that? You know, so gosh, you know, it's it's so much to unpack with that. And again, we we here at Believers After Dark are just trying to start the conversation. These are our own opinions, our own thoughts. And, you know, maybe you can take this back to your own congregations, to your own family, to your own community, and at least begin the hard conversations so that we can expose some things that needs to be exposed and so that real healing can take place. Oh my God, thank you guys so much for joining us. And until next week, 
I love you guys. Stay connected with us at Saved and the City mke at gmail.com or visit us on our website at www.savedinthecityintl.com. All right. Thank you guys so much. And until next week, be encouraged. Bye.